This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was baseball. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Billy Scafuri. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a second. <laughs> wait. All of a sudden it becomes a sci-fi podcast? <laughs> am I Adam Lustig? Wait, am I at – just kidding, guys. I'm Adam Lustig for still. E- for everyone who can't discern who's talking <laughs> yeah. on our podcast, that was a nightmare. That was a real nightmare. The emails that we get about, I, I love your podcast. I just don't know who is Billy and who is Adam because you both talk too, too fast and sound, sound the same. identical. Right. Yeah. That was a living nightmare. Yes, exactly. I feel like over time I've adopted your cadence a little bit more than you've adopted mine, although who's to say? Really? In what I sense? I don't know. Be more specific because I would say that I probably have sped up more since meeting you. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I think that we've really met each other in the middle. Sometimes, right. I mean, like you just introduce so many nonsense phrases into my personal sure. vocabulary that it's hard to not walk around with some scafuriasms rattling around my brain at all times. Yeah, I think I may have affected the, <laughs> the things that you say, yeah. and I think that you have affected the way I say things. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Like I've definitely tried to mimic what I think you do well. <laughs> And what makes you funny and be like, maybe I can get a piece of that. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I am always saying, let's do it big dog style, but be responsible. Exactly. So like there's many, many billyisms that have spread far and wide. Say it dumb, but say it confidently. <laughs> be there's dumb. another one. Be dumb and be yeah. confident. Go forth with dumbness and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Adam, yes. this is episode number 60. Shut your mouth. 60, shut your mouth. Okay. 69. All you juvenile friends out there, get a laugh in, Mom. Right. We get it. It's uh, funny we'll for a t- second. Let's take a five-second break. <laughs> no noise. Giggle We're not going to make a sound. It. We're just going to let you get your laughs okay. out, okay? It's episode 69. Five seconds to laugh about it. Good. Very funny, class. Okay. Very, very funny. Now Get your that, jollies out. Now that that's passed, <laughs> yes. we're good. Our last episode, we had uh, human delight Kina Granis in here talking about her and your Billy Tough Mudder experience. Heck yeah, we did. Uh, Kina is an amazing musician, so supremely talented, as is her husband, Jesse, uh, a.k.a. Imaginary Future, who has been on the podcast talking about Paul Simon. Yes. So they're uh, an outrageous, almost offensively talented married duo. There's a lot it's of uh, places we could point uh, the listeners to to check out their music. I I think the easiest one, because they're so prolific there, yeah. is on YouTube. Yeah. If you type in Kina Granis, K-I-N-A, Granis, G-R-A-N-N-I-S, right. you'll find many, many a video yeah. with many, many a uh, hit. Yeah, they're really out, kind of outstanding, outstanding musicians. Yeah, and just like sweet people. I think they knew each other in high school and now they're married. I mean, it's all so yeah. heartwarming that yep. it's crazy almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's all an act for professionals. It's just an act, right? They got a divorce about seven years ago, and now they just have to keep it up it's for It's a Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson type scenario. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's nice. I'm afraid that I just aged myself for that yeah. reference because that – I don't think many people maybe even know about that. <laughs> I think Jessica Simpson now just like runs like a line of lip gloss and jeans. That's it. She has a lifestyle right. brand. People are like, wow, Adam really knows a lot about that lip gloss lady. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm big into lip gloss. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Episode 69. Yes. We talked Tough Mudder last week. We talked it. Uh, let's stay in the athletic lane. Sure. Uh, we are both incredible competitive athletes. Oh, yes. Incredible – I don't know if we're incredibly competitive or incredible athletes. Probably neither. Right. Uh, but yes. Right. Well, we – um, could have gone pro. We chose not to. We said <laughs> yeah. that podcasting is more lucrative. Podcasting. <laughs> it's just what we choose to do. We'd like to exercise our brain and mouth, not our arms. Right. Yeah. So these are two non-professional athletes 
who are going to be talking about the sport of baseball. Baseball. Yes. Here we are. It's the second week of April. Baseball season has just sort of kicked back up. Yes. Uh, the 11 to 36 month affair that is a baseball season. <laughs> it's just so crazy to me, like, that baseball season kicked off just last week and, like, opening day is, I don't know, it does feel like a national holiday. Oh, it's, uh, it, yeah. It's it, like there's spring. Yes. There's a couple demarcations that makes it feel like spring. Yes. If you are Christian, it's Easter, kind Easter's of. Easter's a big one. You start wearing these colors that are like, oh, we're like leaving the house now. That's a pastel. You're, yeah, you're wearing a tangerine hat. <laughs> and then there is uh, baseball season. Opening day is a huge one. The green of the grass. It's huge. Going to a game at one in the afternoon when you should be at work. It's, it's kind big. of this real kind of spring has sprung. It's really, really big. And it's it, – I am uh, – and we'll sort of get into our – obviously our personal histories with baseball. But you are a more diligent, sort of devoted uh, – uh, committed baseball fan than no, I am. Yeah, following it day by day. Yeah, yeah. Currently, yeah. Um, I would say that I was raised uh, to be a Met fan, so I knew I had a team to root for right out the gate. Exactly. Yeah. And you, I'm mean, the Mets. Fa- I mean, the Met fandom to you. I don't want to speak for you, but let me. Yes. Uh, I would say that Met fandom. I would say trumps any other sports fandom in your life, including the New York Giants. Oh, mine. Yes, for sure. No question. It's Mets. I love all sports. Uh, I would almost go so far as to say equally. Yes. But when it comes to choosing your favorite team let's go Mets it's the Mets and I've seen you on many a Wednesday at 2 o'clock standing in front of your television wearing a Mets hat in the fifth inning of some meaningless game against the Brewers right right and it matters to you well just speaking uh, from a Mets fan who was born in the 80s Uh, outside of 1986, when we won the championship, yes. we were the 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 idol. We were we were the the example of losing. Yes, we were the, the LOL for futility. Yes, the yes. LOL Mets. Yeah, I mean, even when we came into the league in like '63, like our highlight reels were guys missing the ball in the outfield, and it was almost like a novelty act. Bad news bears. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like these guys are quote unquote pros, <laughs> and we got to giggle. And like it was really hard. In 1969, we broke through. We won one. In '86, we won another. But in every other year, we were the laughing, laughing stock. stock, especially when you share a city with the Yankees. Yes, when you share a baseball fan base with the Yankees, who are so almost like grotesquely successful that it's like un- it's it is unfun. Directly, <laughs> they were directly proportionate. Whereas yeah. the Mets were so bad in the mid to late '90s, yeah. going into the 2000s, and the Yankees were. We had conversations where we, me and my friends, would say, "Is there a chance that the Yankees never not win the World Series for the rest of all time?" They couldn't stop winning world. They couldn't stop having hundred win seasons and winning World Series. And then, so just buy, and then just buying Alex Rodriguez one yeah, day. everyone else. How do you do that? How do you do that? Right. So the Yankees and the Mets really sort of, especially living in New York for years, it's like the they do occupy opposite ends of like the New York pride sort of symbolic pole. Yeah. The Yankees are like symbols of excellent, understated, self-serious excellence. Yes, exactly. And in New York, everyone has an ego. And so if your team is that excellence, then you carry that as I am better than you. You adopt that. And Mets fans just adopt this, we're the freaking Mets. Yeah. Of course we're going to lose 11 to 1. Exactly. We are the Mets. But things started to turn around the past couple of years, and I love baseball. And you're in. And this is a <laughs> – and this is – and they really have. And this is a particularly sort of like fruitful time for the Mets because they do have so – I mean like they made the World Series not – Two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. Two years ago they were in the freaking World Series. We swept the Cubs. We were like – we were legit. That – that Are I mean, legit. The Mets are totally, totally back. In the playoffs the past two years, haven't done that in a very long time. It's really intense. Just like 15 years ago, stories in the Daily News coming out about the Mets would be like they threw bleach on a reporter outside oh, of the locker room. God. 
or like Vince Coleman threw firecrackers at someone or yes, Keith exactly. Hernandez spit on someone. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, I remember one time they found a bong in the Mets locker room. I was like, a bong? A bong, <laughs> yes. And then there are those like little addendums, like tiny little Mets tales that speak to that mythology. Like Daryl Strawberry, one of the greatest Mets of all time. You know what I mean? Like a Met hero right. uh, went to the Yankees, won a World Series. Yes. It's just like there's... Doc Gooden, the greatest Met pitcher of all time. Mets have never had a no-hitter. Goes to the Yankees, throws a no-hitter. <laughs> David Cohn, the fifth best Mets player of all time. The Mets have never thrown a no-hitter. Goes to the Yankees, throws a no-hitter. It's just like there's too many of those for, totally. it, like, for it not to be like the mythology is like less mythology and more just like the reality of being Look at the Met. record books. The Mets are the incubator for talent and then we put them on a team so that they can win a championship. Specifically the Yankees. Yes. So it's just like it's so funny. Now, I do kind of want to rewind yes. and go back to the origins of your Met fandom because sure. it came from your mom. Correct. Your mom is a big Mets fan. Yes. So why is why why I don't know where her I know that she was a fan I know that when like Tom Seaver uh, back yes. in the day oh, the yeah. Mets had some really like young, Nolan Ryan Nolan Ryan and my mom used to tell me stories about how even though she wasn't a big baseball fan yep. per se everyone in her house and in her community knew when Tom Seaver was pitching interesting when Nolan when these like local they, heroes yeah you just it became like must see TV or listen to it on the radio yes and that just kind of bubbled up to her saying, all right, now I care. Yeah. Then she has me, and she I think she just wanted to have a baseball fan yeah. in her family. Your older sister, Kristen, maybe wasn't quite there. Well, I think that she would certainly be open to it. She is currently a big Mets fan now, which is beautiful. Love but it. I am remembering one specific instance where I was about five, mm, I don't know, maybe five, seven years old or so, mm-hmm. and my mom took me and her on a special baseball game trip to the Mets, Come on. and Gary Carter hit a, a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. Fan for life! That'll lock That's you in. That's it! That's it! <laughs> That's it! When are we going back, Mom? Fan for life. Right. Oh, my God. I think my my grandmother uh, grew up in Brooklyn, in, like, East New York, Brooklyn, and was a huge Brooklyn Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that, like, contributed to the Met thing yeah. was, like, so the Dodgers, uh, I may be getting the dates wrong here, but I want to say I'm, like, 54, 55, something like that, bounced yes. from Brooklyn to Los Angeles. Correct. I think to Brooklynites, that was a massive betrayal. It was their team. It, that was their team. I remember my grandmother saying, like, real heartbreak. Yeah. Real Brooklyn heartbreak. For right. the Dodgers to get up and go. Of course. So then I think a decade or so later, when this expansion team came out, and they weren't, they couldn't just switch allegiances to the Yankees because, not, like, no. it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It just does not work like that. So I think when the Mets came in, what was it, 60, 63, 63? Maybe? Was that what it is? Something like that. Maybe within sort of earshot of the Dodgers leaving, I think it gave all these sad, Correct. disgruntled Brooklyn Dodger fans Some- a new outlet. And not only that, but the original two teams in New York baseball were the San Francisco, uh, the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's right. The Mets come in and they take their two colors. They take the blue of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the orange of the New York Giants. So that's very inviting to a, a fan who needs a team. What a great diplomatic, like, we're going to appeal to all of you New Yorkers. Yeah. Like, we're the synthesis of all your favorite teams yeah. here. We're the New York Mets. We're going to lose for the next 50 years. <laughs> but it's but okay. we used your colors. Yes, exactly. Um, one thing that sets baseball, <laughs> Mets aside, one yeah. thing that sets baseball uh, apart from every other sport, maybe you briefly mentioned it in your 36-month uh, season, yeah, is that there's 162 games a year. A shit ton. 162. That's active games in the regular season. Good God. There's also spring training, which is about 30 games, 192. Come on. Make the playoffs, you have about another 18. You could potentially be playing baseball 210 days of the year and so... traveling another 60. So now you're getting about 50 days off. 
football plays once mm -hmm. for 16 weeks, mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't play. So you could like literally do your job for 11 weeks. Seriously. Base baseball is a marathon. And I think that as a result, because it is so, it is simply so much time, the game itself is relatively slow. Yeah. There is the beauty of baseball, and the reason that, frankly, there's something so innately comedic about it is because there's so much downtime. Yes. It is a job where there is, it is 99.9% .9 downtime. Like if you, I think they've done things where like, if you watch just the, just the action of a baseball game, just yeah. the pitches, yeah. you could probably watch a game in under three minutes. Sure. If it was like just the physical, literal action of each at bat. Right. But the games take four hours. Yeah. So like it is 99.99999% downtime. Yeah. Both in the game itself and just the culture of it, riding on the bus, flying from city to city, which is why these baseball teams teams feel like fun, dysfunctional families, right. almost more than a basketball team or a football team where the work is more narrow. It, it's a much shorter time frame. Yes. There's less goofing off to do. Right. So I feel like when you hear wonderful stories about like the 86 New York Mets trashing airplanes and like goofing off and doing that, it's like, yeah, what else? You, get? you have to fill so, so much, much time. time. There's so much time to fill. So much time. Yeah. It's like if you could just watch a left fielder throughout <laughs> the course of a game, yeah. they don't do very much. No. Yeah. <laughs> like they're there to protect, but they're not doing a lot yeah. and they're not doing a lot for 162 games yes which is why i understand why there might be fan fatigue with the sport yeah it's like when you're up against a basketball or you're up against something that's like so like every four seconds a new amazing athletic achievement is occurring every and like there's things to look at all over the court there's matchups there's intrigue right. everywhere not just where the ball is right right yeah. there's so much more like stimulus <laughs> yeah. that i can understand why it's like nah i don't want to watch baseball <laughs> but for me baseball is at its best when it's just wall art when at you just put it on well the tv said, Billy. you don't watch it exclusively it just kind of supports what else is happening in the room it's like it's like NPR where it, it's supposed to be on in the background and supposed to occupy between 25 and 45 percent of your attention baseball is, 100 baseball is the NPR of professional <laughs> totally, sports totally it's in the background it's pleasant it's calming I see that Venn diagram uh, existing of NPR listeners and baseball fans a hundred percent of all sports would you say maybe golf is in there but I would probably go so far as to say that with the math and statistics behind, baseball yeah right baseball okay Okay. Baseball. Baseball. Nate Silver represents the crossover. Nate Silver is like is yes exactly yes exactly. So he's obsessed with baseball and he like does everything. But it's like yes with the stats and with the numbers. I feel like it. The Venn diagram. We is agreed on such a deep <laughs> level to Nate Silver being the uh, NPR baseball like kind of middle ground <laughs> right in the middle that you actually interrupted yourself and agreed with yourself <laughs> yeah. and said yes exactly. Yes, I'm right. Yes. No. Yes, I was just right. I yeah, don't yeah. need to keep talking about it. <laughs> yes, I'm right now. <laughs> We should all operate with that level of confidence. <laughs> exactly. Uh, first act break ad. Okay. We need a baseball song. Oh, geez. All right. Well, there's uh, the classic Put Me In Coach. I want to say that is Jimmy oh, Buffett. but Jake Giles been Put Me In Coach. Bop, bop. I'm ready to play today. Oh, geez. That's so like that's a... just like I'm very on the nose baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so. Done. Put us in, Coach. I don't think it's Jimmy Buffett. It's not, right? He's singing about cheeseburgers, and we've yeah. already discussed how we feel about that. Yes, exactly. Anti. Yeah. But it's fairly, <laughs> it's fairly whimsical, sort of in the Jimmy Buffett vein. All right. Yeah. So let's put him in, Coach. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with more No Joke. Bye. 
was the song Center Field right. by John Fogarty. Yeah. John Fogarty. Fogarty went into the studio one day and said, <laughs> I'm going to write a song about a baseball position that does not need to be made. Exactly. And it's going to become a iconic Cultural hit. hit. It's going to be played in every stadium. Yes. It's going to be played outside of every stadium. Yes. In the tailgating in the parking lot. Yes. It's going to be played. I have a challenge for you, Adam. Yes, Bill. Um, I want you to come up with a melody. Okay. Just a hook. Okay. A line of a song. I'm ready. Uh, about left field. Okay, great. Left field, least to do, most to do, least to do, most to do. So, so that's just like, yeah, that yeah. would just be kind of the hook of it. Sure. And what I mean is, in left field, left field is where you put uh, the least skilled player. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you put the most arrhythmic song there. Yeah, maybe it's the most arrhythmic. I'm sorry, I'm getting myself confused. Right field is usually where you put the most uh, unskilled player because well, lefties are rare and they hit it to right. I disagree. I would put my I would put uh, someone with a cannon, a right a right hander, uh, sorry, someone who has a real strong arm yeah. who could throw a player out. I want him in right. You want him in right. Yeah. Okay, I put so my most arrhythmic song <laughs> just talking about in left. left. Yeah. In left. Yeah. You have the least to do because the ball is rare coming your way yes uh you have a lot like we said you have the most downtime to kill if you're just out there on the island that is left field this is a great challenge this is a great challenge we're going to come up with we're going to discuss each position on great. the field and we're going to come up with a little hook a that little might hook. represent that that's it i think we both agree that left field is kind of where you put some guy Le- you got the least to do but you got the most time to fill so you need to decide what your stray thoughts are going to be you need to decide how you're going to be chewing that bubble gum yep. exactly how you're going to be swiping the dirt aimlessly with your foot so least you kind of have a lot to do least to do most, most to, to do, do. Center yeah, yeah. field is already covered. <laughs> center field. <laughs> Our boy already wrote the yes, song. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just want to add a little another musical side note to center field, Go. which is one of my favorite center fielders from baseball history and from our youth is also a hilariously classy musician. I mean, Bernie Williams yes. for the New York Yankees. Some players retire and go into the booth. <laughs> Bernie he Williams went into the booth, all right. Yeah, Bernie <laughs> Williams went in with his jazz guitar. <laughs> a, Did you re- hear those two words? Jazz guitar. Jazz, a real career left turn. Yes. Uh, my dad, who is a fan of guitarists and acoustic soft rock, loves Bernie Williams more as a guitarist than he ever did as a baseball player. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> did you see the picture of Melania Trump that came out recently? Uh, it's very soft around the edges, yes. and it's the first lady picture. It looks like a senior high school photo shoot. Yeah, that's yes. kind of how I imagine Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Williams now. Soft like, Soft edges. Soft edges. Like Barbara Walters shot, where it's just like really yes. like soft and like, this is Bernie now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also just want to go to another uh, seminar center field moment which yeah. I which relates to the Mets which was in 2000 I want to say 6 okay the Mets were in the NLCS against the Cardinals okay and I know this is a pa- ultimately a painful memory yes. because Carlos Beltran looked at that strike 3 Wainwright got us okay. Wainwright yeah. got us however in the game before that that game dog that game that game that very game yes that very game yes center fielder Andy Chavez yes was I, it Andy Chavez yes was he center he might have been in left but yes oh. he robbed the home run. That was like that a... That was our year. That was a truly climactic, amazing, miraculous moment in Met history. And like, I don't even... Again, like, I'm a Mets fan by proxy because you because you are. Sure. But like, that was an amazing play in center field. In sports, you look for these little moments in the like, course of a game where you're like, oh, that's going to change all of the momentum. Yes. The game was tied. He made this amazing catch where he jumped over the wall, brought it back, and every Mets fan knew, yes. oh, that's the signal. Yes. We're about to go on a seven-run inning. Yeah. It's on now. Yes. Well, we didn't. We lost. We didn't. I lost. Mets. However... Mets. We didn't. We lost. The Mets. Mets. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new poster for for City Field. We didn't. We lost. The Mets. Um, The center field is also kind of, I don't know, like it also feels like that is, I don't want to say like the most critical position, but it is sort of like the quarterback or the the captain. The captain. It's got to. You do put your fastest, most athletic there. You need to cover the most ground. Yeah. 
This is why uh, they wrote the song Center Field. That's why John Fogarty did that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, right Field. Right. If we we don't even have to put a melody necessarily behind it, but yeah. I would like to describe the position and maybe find the musical equivalent as well. Yeah, who, yeah. Who we would put in Right Field if we were drafting a team, maybe. Yeah. Right fielders uh, generally are put there because if they get the ball, they can fire it at home. They're usually the power hitter, a slugger. Yeah, with some nice strong arm. Yeah. Like you said, like a real cannon for an arm yeah. really helps. Right. Yeah. Maybe Carrot Top, the comedian Carrot Top. Because he is jacked as shit. Hit now, and he would make an amazing right fielder. He went from the prop bag to the heavy bag in the gym. <laughs> Dog. Dog. Jeez, Billy, that was really smart. He's from got, the prop bag to the heavy bag. Dude, yeah. He's got veins. He is like the I ten. Disturbingly jacked. Yeah. He's really like, listen, I I kind of made my millions out of my crazy hair yes. and face in yes. my twenties. My prop comedy. In my thirties. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to look below the chin. Okay, I want to take steroids now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> divert the attention from my carrot top. Now look at my, gonna, my yeah. carrot chest. My carrot my, my <laughs> carrot body. <laughs> my carrot ass my carrot, body. My carrot thighs. See, that's a great that's a great say so he perfectly works for right field. A because like you're saying, he's jacked as hell okay. and, it's, and he could probably hit uh, he could probably throw the ball to home plate on a dart yep. let's hope yep. um, he's going to be bad in cleanup because like I said jacked yes. like, you, like you mentioned he's he also like we mentioned the outfielders don't have a lot to do he could be he maybe bring his bag out there maybe bring his bag that's the other thing I was going to say there's bring a lot of the interacting with the, with the fans mm-hmm. when you're in the outfield mm-hmm. a lot of fans want to get a carrot top carrot top right. what better person to put there than a comedian who likes interacting with the public are we concerned that uh, a baseball hat will not fit on his carrot head super concerned Okay, we would have to have that custom made we yeah. might have to a, if, well, here's the other thing about the Yankees v. Mets. The Yankees literally have a zero facial hair tolerance policy. You we was, should just tell you all you need to know about the Yankees. Right. So whack. So Carrot Top could, well, literally, as a physical form, could not fly on right. the Yankees. Right. Could not fly. Not welcoming. Not welcome. I mean, it's 2017. There cannot be any sort of you're not welcome here. We need to. Okay. You're either on this side of the line or not. We're an inclusive society now, Yankees. Get with it. So, Carrot Top, you're joining the Mets. You're on the Mets for sure. The Mets would be thrilled to have you, Carrot Top. Got it. Yeah. I'm really enjoying putting famous people at positions. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, Carrot Top's in right. I like that. Let's go to the catcher position. That's and the the catcher the catcher actually is the quarterback. Yeah, you put. I mean, don't you think? I mean, you put yeah. you put your best athlete in center, but don't, I mean, the catcher is calling the pitch, kind of calling the plays. I a want my bit. catcher to be hungover. Hungover, <laughs> five I, o'clock shadow forever. I want like when somebody charges my pitcher. Yes. Um, I want my catcher to catch him before he gets the pitcher and start beating him up. Yeah. I want my catcher to be the rough and tumble guy who has bloody knuckles all the time. You need a strong man there. That's yeah, for sure. Just a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. You need a strong, hungover dude with an attitude. Who can talk trash to the batter, get in their head, play a little psychological game. Maybe Roseanne Barr. Roseanne would be great. I'd love Roseanne to see her. Roseanne would be great. I'd love to see her behind the plate. Because she is uh, she is witty. Yes. You know what I mean? She's she's not just fu- – she is obviously funny, but her funny is like sarcastic Barbie wit. And that's yeah. what you want to be – like yeah. you want that kind of shit talk to the batters to get in their heads. And it could be a little divisive. So she might know how to get underneath someone's skin and push them away, get on, you know, get them a little psychologically that's disadvantaged. That's really, really good. We know that she's a huge marijuana enthusiast, so she's going to be a little adult and hungover. There you go. That's for sure. Another box is checked <laughs> Tick off. Tick that box. Right. She's going to be a little – wasted. Now, are we concerned she, about 15, 20 years ago, she sang the national anthem oh, and God. she spit and grabbed her crotch. <laughs> and, That's um, the kind of catcher we want, though. And America 20 years ago said, no, 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 you're denied. We don't like this. But America loves nothing more than a redemption tale. And exactly. You know what I mean? Okay. That woman who offended you by grabbing her crotch during the national anthem, guess what? She's your catcher now. She's, She's ready catcher. to make it good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of irreverence that we were saying that we want out of a catcher. Not we want mad. a catcher who doesn't respect norms. Right. Who, okay, who yes. will take you aside and, and, and throw a punch at you, frankly. if you. So we have an arrhythmic song in left field. <laughs> yeah. We have a pop song in middle, yes. in center. We have Carrot Top in right. Carrot Top is entertaining the fans. Roseanne behind the plate. Love Roseanne behind the plate. 
we now have an infield. I mean, I just trust Roseanne. And tr- uh, also another thing, it's like she has leadership capabilities. Remember that she actually ran for president of the United States a couple years ago? Right. But let's not give her too much credit. Too much credit. That. But point You could have run for the president of the United States, too. That's true. She, I guess that's true. Yeah. That felt a little more novelty it was than, like, l- she really went for it. Yeah, I guess it was a little novel. And uh, is that not the precursor to another idiot saying, I shouldn't call her an idiot, but Donald opening up the door for other regulars? To- perhaps so. Perhaps so. But I do respect the boldness. She lives her, she she's lives our boldness. Now. She's our catcher. I now. love her. I love her back there. Yes. I think that's a really great move. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to sh- shortstop. Okay. Shortstop is usually the most kind of athletic, nimble. spry, nimble. nimble. Maybe we'll do a backflip to enter the game. You know, like you're, you want a lot. Ozzy Smith being the person that you're referring to, he was like, yeah, it's very frequently uh, kind of small in stature. Being so bulked up and, and sort of yoked doesn't really help you here. No, you want to be quick and nimble and fast. Yeah. May I toss out Carrie Strug? Carrie Strug, you know the Olympian from 1994. Yeah, broke was it, her ankle. Was it 94? It was. It was 90. It was now not 94 because that was the Winter Olympics. So I want to say maybe 92 uh, Barcelona. But it was. I, it was vaguely 20 it years was back ago. There, dude. Wow, I really know how to reference uh, <laughs> hip and cool celebrities. Carrie Roseanne Strug. Barr and Carrie Strug. It's okay. I said Jessica Simpson earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. So Carrie Strug, she is physically frail. She sounds like she is always on helium. So yes. she is definitely small and nimble. Yes, that's for sure. What we know about her is that she's a finisher. She's a finisher. Under the most pressure, she had one ankle and she had to do a 90 flip sequence. And stuck the hell out of that landing. Stuck it. So I'm not against I'm not against putting a, an ex-Olympic gymnast in the role yes. as shortstop. Okay, I like that a lot. I would need to see her throw. Mm-hmm. Look, I would just need to know that I would have, need to have the confidence that she could rocket that ball over to first base, that she could turn the 6-4-3 double let, play. Let me argue this. Have yeah. you ever seen her on the floor exercise? She can flip from corner to corner in flip. like probably faster than we could throw a baseball. She's got core strength. She doesn't have to throw. She can do backflips to the first baseman and put it in his glove. Now that's interesting. You're saying that she wouldn't even necessarily need to throw the ball to first. She could backflip it to first. Flip, 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 flip. Hand the ball to the first baseman. Works for me. Okay. I'm sold. Now, she is her <laughs> shortstop. Yeah. Uh, if she's never played baseball before, you'd hope that she would have, uh, you know, if she's never played this before, you want her to feel comfortable. Yeah. Not to just suddenly be doing something new. Right. Can I toss out for third base? Please. Bella Caroli? So she has a friend. So she has at the left side of the infield. They know each other. It's not a totally strange relationship. Bella There's Caroli. There's a working dynamic there. Yeah, yeah. I think that they could communicate well, probably turn the double play well. Yeah. For those who don't know, Bella Caroli was the U.S. women's gymnast coach. Yes, he was uh, the coach. He was very supportive when they'd go he'd be so happy yes he had and a big the, mustache yes huge mustache he was certainly eastern european i want to say ukrainian but that's a guess yeah but it's a safe guess yeah uh now bella caroli at the time even back at the olympics was pushing 70 so now yeah. just in this that's right can he handle the hot corner <laughs> Can as a, as a truly elderly man, yes. could he handle the hot corner? Right. Yes. You're seeing guys like Manny Machado dive into foul ground and throw it 150 feet. We will lose to the Orioles. Yeah, we're probably going to lose to Baltimore. Right. However, what's more important, the fact that we have an efficient uh, third baseman who's in that general age range of what a professional athlete might be, yes. or that he's friends with our shortstop, Kerry Strug. B. I would say B. Option B. I would say B. Okay, so the left side of the infield's covered. <laughs> covered. We, we have a few... third, Strug at shortstop. Okay. I think we're losing the millennial vote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have to make the right side of the infield. Keep uh, it young. We yeah. Need to, yeah. We need to bring in a younger audience. Something now. a little youthful. Yeah. Okay. First base. Yeah, okay. How about for first base? Yeah. Uh, first base to me always seemed like like the like the hall monitor, like the responsible position. Okay. That always, I don't know. That was my impression hit, of first. Yeah, hit for average. We're not going to need too much defense out of you. 
and really like be a reliable glove. Like you're going to have the ball thrown to you mo- mostly okay. at first. Yeah. So like be be sure-handed. That's okay. all I meant about responsible. Sure-handed. Be sure-handed. Okay, so who who in the public zeitgeist is uh, someone responsible? Someone that you'd want to represent the responsible arm of your team. Yeah, someone safe, someone who's grounded. Chance the rapper. Chance the rapper. He he is t- wildly talented. Yeah. However, has great family values. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that you kind of need someone everyone if we want our first baseman to be a leader by example. Yes. I think that everyone could appreciate the way that he carries himself. Donating a million dollars to Chicago public schools, mm-hmm. leading by example, right. uh, clearly his heart and mind are in the right place is also freakishly talented. Right. Chance the Rapper, guess what? Right. You're in, pal. And if people say, hey, he's, he might not be famous enough yet, what? even though he's won a million Grammys. Come on. He's not as big as, say, Kanye West. Let's, I, I got news for you. Kanye's on second. Kanye's on second base. Yes. Because the second baseman can afford to be a little hot-headed and weird. Sure. Because the first baseman, like we said, is Chance sure-handed. Yes. I got you. Who's going to calm it. down Kanye? Chance at first. It's a chance at first. Our infield is Chance at first. Yes. Kanye at second. Kerry Strug at short. Coach Bella Caroli at third. So that pitcher's mound meeting is great. So so like if for those of you who don't know, like very frequently, if the pitcher is getting overworked or tired or throws a few balls in a row, very frequently the catcher, Roseanne Barr, yes. would call for an infield meeting. Yes. And that would mean Chance and Kanye and Carrie and Bella and Rose, yes. Sam, yes. would all sort of converge on our TBD pitcher. Yes. That would sort of come in there and kind of settle him or her down. Yes. So, so the question is, who are they all going to see? Yeah. And the pitcher, I mean, like needless to say, the pitcher has the ball for the majority of the game. This is like obvious. Obviously the most important. Hypothetical, it's Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah. Who do you want to give the ball to? Seriously. I've got my vote. Do you have yours? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm curious to know who you would submit. President Barack Obama. President? President? The 44th President of the United States, Barack Obama. Mm. Lefty. Yes. So that's already like... Yes. Nice. He's got a slider. That's already nice. He's got a slider. Yep. 6'2", like 6'1", 6'2", so like some nice height there who, on the mound. Who wouldn't come to the stadium to watch President Barack Obama fire it into Roseanne Barr? That's our battery. Okay. That's our battery. Obama and Barr. Yeah. That's our battery. Gonna have to ask <laughs> the listeners of No Joke again, if you are a graphic designer, I would love <laughs> to see the jersey. A lineup card. Yeah, what we're gonna need to do, Adam, in the third act, because this is the only thing I'm thinking about right now, <laughs> is, this team, is what we want our jerseys to look like, yeah. what we want our players, how we're gonna promote this team. No I like baseball team. This isn't about baseball anymore. <laughs> this is about this baseball team we just crafted. Perfect. Okay, third act. We're just going to have to talk about the marketing. Let's get in there. We're going to need to see some of this. We've got to see some of this stuff. God bless. All right, it's the second (laughs) act break. What baseball song do we want to play now? Oh, jeez. What's that song? It's like, we're talking baseball, Donnie and the Gipper. Whoa, I don't know that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't know. Is that know. a song? I don't know. Was there the Simpsons baseball song? Wasn't there a Simpsons? Oh, yeah. Well, there was the episode, Homer at the Bat. Was right. there a song that maybe accompanied that? Uh, I think maybe no. Maybe so. Feel it, my confidence has been maybe plummeting so. in the last 15 seconds. Um, the Mets have some incredible... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Meet the yeah. Mets, like the promo meet song. Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. It's pretty great. Come to the park and meet, meet the, the Mets. Mets. It's pretty good. Hot dogs, green grass, yeah. all that shit. Exactly. I should probably stop. Guaranteed to have a heck of a day. Heck of a day. Let's play that. Let's play that one. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies. Bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life. Because the Mets are really sucking the ball. Knocking those home runs over the wall. East side, west side. Everybody's coming down. Meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New York Times. 
and the people on the streets. Where do they go? To meet the Mets! Oh, they're hollering and cheering and they're jumping in their seats. Where do they go? To meet the Mets! All the fans are true to the orange and blue. So hurry up and come on down. Cause we got ourselves a ball club, the Mets of New York Town. Meet the Mets, I want to say literally from like the 1960s promotional, yeah. literally introducing the Mets to New York City and the world. Yeah, out the gate, that was like their song. It was very cute, very lo-fi. Yes. And over the years, the Mets have been very like smart to not uh, overdo it, kind of yes. maintain it, you know, maybe add a little bit more yes. like production value to it. Yes. My biggest fear is that one day it turns into an EDM anthem. Oh, jeez. That the Mets Pitbull's going to get a hold of it. The Mets uh, modernize. Oh, God. But until then. Until we're cool. Then, we're clean. I just want to say one other tiny little tidbit that I happen to know about the Mets. Go I don't on. know the name of the designer, but the graphic designer who designed the logo. Oh, yeah. That the Mets logo, which is like the cursive Mets, the New York, and it's a baseball with the Mets uh, in cursive and like the New York City skyline in the back. Yes. Which is, honestly, as a kid, was the thing that turned me on to the Mets the most. It's like, you see the logo before you understand the game yep. itself. Yep. And that Mets logo is so cool. Yes. And just was so freaking cool. Yes. And like so well designed and intriguing. It was like, Wow, New York City back there. Yeah. It like scratched the surface of like urban lore. Yes. It was amazing to me. That graphic designer, again, whose name escapes me, please, one of our listeners tell us, was this famous graphic designer who also designed the New York City subway, uh, the oh. MTA, everything. That's so iconic. So like the font of the subway, the six, the like the color of the six train, all iconic. that. So like a real New York City sort of like feather in the cap. So yeah. the Mets are so baked into the culture and the society of New York City. Yeah. That, uh, and that's just one of the examples of how. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the logo. Was is so kind of cool oh, by the so New York cool. Mets that uh, President Barack Obama, as soon as he left the White House, said, "I'm joining your team." That's what he said right away. Right? Yeah, he was like, "He's our pitcher now." Well, he's our starting pitcher. Yes. Yeah, he's our starting pitcher. We have no bench. We don't have a bench, but that's okay. We're good to roll with our nine. Okay. So in this hypothetical, we have our nine. Yep. Uh, two of them are not human. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two what do you mean not human. Well, one is a song you wrote, and one is a song John Fogarty wrote. That's right. The center field is the song "Center Field" by John Fogarty, yeah. and the and the person in left is not a person. It is just an arrhythmic melody. So much to do, so little to do, or whatever <laughs> your song was called. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So now in the third act, left fielder is a made up song. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Center fielder, real song. Good. Left fielder, made up song. Right fielder, carrot top. Okay. <laughs> So it's a couple days before uh, opening day in this hypothetical. Great. How's spring training been going? Uh, it's been going really well. Great. People are showing promise. Roseanne's settling in behind the plate. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Everyone's hitting for power. Good. Everyone's doing what we want to do. So Good. we're not worried about the baseball end. Good. We know that the team that we've put on the field is going to do their job. Connie is able to focus, isn't swinging at too many bad pitches. He's listening to chance. Great. Okay. Bella Caroli is uh, very, very ill. He's old. I should mention that. He's an old man. Yes. We're mu- we are not looking at replacement third baseman, but our, 
are aware that we might have to cross that bridge. Yeah, there have been talks that we may have to just put a cardboard cutout of Bella Caroli at third for the season. Which might be just as effective. Exactly. TBD. Yes. Great. So there's that. We, you and I, yeah. the marketing directors for the New York Mets. It's our pleasure to have the job. We have to think outside of the box. Great. Um, we are well aware that this is not your traditional baseball team, Adam. Yeah, unconventional to say the least. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have uh, an announcement to make soon. Yes. Or we need to at least unveil the New York Mets. How would we approach this? These new look Mets. There's got to be a press conference where we need to be like, meet the new Mets. Yeah. Would we want to maintain the integrity of all the Mets have done up until 2017, or we want, would we want to just start ripping it off? Would we want to just like have like when the Miami Heat became a uh, super team? Yes. They had a firework display. Yeah, it was All like, this kind of stuff. Yes. Is that what we want to do with a our pep Mets? rally. Do we want this to be splashy? I mean, here's the thing. I, I think that it, I'm marketing – we're marketing directors here. I, I think that I don't see any reason because we have such an unconventional lineup that consists of an ex-president. Yes. An ex-presidential nominee slash stand-up comedian slash comedic icon Roseanne. Yes. A couple of hip-hop artists. A, a CD. Couple, two CDs in two the outfield. Two CDs in the outfield. Right. The world's most famous prop comic who's been made fun of for being so jacked. Right. And two people from the 1992 Olympic gymnast team. That's Be- a lot. Because we're so unconventional, I see no reason to subscribe to traditional – marketing techniques. Agreed. I think that we should lean into how weird we are. Sure. Meet the brand new Mets. Yes. And I think that our angle, frankly, is every other baseball team in Major League Baseball is a baseball team full of baseball players. How you're bo- boring. You're boring. You're boring. You're boring. Y- you're done. How many CDs do you have on your team? Okay. Yeah. How many Bella Corollas do you have on your team? Come to the Mets. Come to the New York Mets. Yes. Where literally, we don't know how this is going to go. So this is why we're excited <laughs> to bring you our new poster for the 2017 New York Mets. Yes. Adam, what was the name of that slide Stallone, Wesley Snipes, uh, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. Not the, Demolition Man. No, oh. the un, the un. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, the uh, the geez. replacements. Yeah, it wasn't that, but I know what you mean with John Cena and with like all the action ones. All the people who like can't lead their own movie anymore. That's right. They all teamed up to Voltron into one kind of movie. Yes. Um, I'd like to recreate that poster. Yeah. With our team. Uh, maybe the Expendables. Expendables. I may have been the Expendable because get it, they're expendable. So this is. I think that this is what's exciting about the New York. That's really good. Not only are we fielding an unconventional team, but we are using a marketing campaign from three years ago that no one can even remember the name of the movie for. That's how unconventional we are. It's Mm. like we don't do – this isn't your daddy's Mets. Right. Like these aren't your daddy's or your granddaddy's Mets. These are the brand new Mets where the players aren't necessarily even players, aren't necessarily even human. Mm -hmm. And the marketing techniques harken back to movies that no one saw three years ago. Correct. Nothing is as you expected. We have another big decision, Adam. (laughs) Yes. Um, Every baseball team needs to kind of retain. Retain the audience. You need to keep yeah. them coming back to the stadium. Yeah, Sometimes it's a long can, season. Long season. You need to kind of keep things fresh. Sometimes got, it's fireworks night. Sometimes it's Asian American night. You whatever. Got Eighty-one it is. home games to fill, man. Right. It's a lot. We also um, are going to do a bobblehead. That's great. This year. That's really good. For those who don't know, a bobblehead is about a one-foot doll with a, one of your players, and you tap their head, and it bobbles. It bobbles. It bobbles for a and while. And it's wildly pleasing and hypnotic. Yeah. We were thinking of making uh, the fan vote. Who we should make uh, the bobblehead nice and democratic, but uh, the big wig said, "Billy and Adam, you your, on us. your Expendables poster was so successful." Wow, thanks, bosses. Yep, yep. You need to uh, decide who our bobblehead is. Oh, geez. So this let's really think this through. Big decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I would want it personally. Yep. I would want it to be. I feel like there's already an Obama bobblehead out there. People have that. Yeah. And with all due respect to Mr. President and our number one starting pitcher, our ace, I just feel like people already have your bobblehead, sir. Okay. So it's like we need something a little bit different. So he's crossed off the list. I just think he's off my list. I'll t- probably. Cross 
cross off the two CDs because they don't have heads. They don't have heads. They don't have heads. Yeah, so what would that be? That would just be a bobble body. Yeah. That's no good. That's not what we're here. It's nope. bobblehead. All right. Nope. So, all right. So we have three people crossed off. Yep. Keratops head. I mean, look, we're going to be spending a lot on hair. Yeah. If you want the bobblehead, that's really a bobble hair. But it is probably one of the most iconic heads we have. I would I would put him up on the maybe. board as a maybe. Okay. Caroli's mustache also goes up on the board as iconic. Bobble, I would. So I, you're saying a bobble mustache. I head would, stays uh, mustache bobbles? Just the stash bobbles. That's in the maybes too now. Just the stash. The head stays stationary, but the stash bobbles. Mm-hmm. Carrie Strug. Nothing doing. With all Yeah, okay. Nothing doing. <laughs> Not sold. Got to run the same page there. Yep. Uh, Chance the Rapper, his three hat is iconic. Yes. He's got like an iconic hat. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. Would we make him wear the Mets hat, by the way, or are we going to let him wear the three hat? Mets. Mets. Got to wear the Mets hat. Yeah, you're on the team Maybe he can have like a smaller three logo on the inside if he wants. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can write three on his shoe. Personal brand. Sure. (laughs) Whatever he needs to do to get that three across. Uh, Kanye, I mean, look, his head is big enough that I don't think he needs a bobblehead. Wow. It's like, that was great. Does Kanye need another, you know, it's like, does Kanye need to be seeing himself more? That could be the joke, though. It could be an enormous. Head, you know, all these heads are usually pretty close to scale of the body. Kanye is clearly the most big-headed person we have in our team. His head could be huge. It can kind of be like a hot air balloon. That would be really fun. Okay, so Kanye's up there, and Roseanne. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I could. I I would. I would personally like a Roseanne bobblehead, but she's behind the plate. She's kind of all business. The question we need to ask ourselves is: Have we had a better idea than the bobble mustache? I don't know if we have. Right. I mean, carrot top again. It's an iconic head. Kind of feels like a push with him and Chance the rapper. It feels like a push with him and Chance. Honestly, yeah. So with with uh, I think that Caroli's bobble bobble mustache. It's our it, third baseman, yep. Bella Caroli, yes. former Olympic gymnast coach. Yes, pushing 100. Baseman. Yeah, pushing 100 years old if he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that the head doesn't bobble, just the stash bobbles. So this is not your daddy's baseball team. Your dad gets bobbleheads. You, as the new, young, invigorated Met fan, get a bobble stash. <laughs> of a man who's 100 years old. <laughs> All right. Marketing is going well, Adam. Very well. Very We're well. We're making money signs with our fingers right now. Every baseball team's uh, requirement when you approach the all-star break yep. is to kind of nominate somebody for the sort team. Of push one of your guys for the all-star team. Yeah. If you've done, if you've done, like, if you have a whole team, you kind of have to start picking, like, we're going to put this one behind it. Yep. We're going to put our efforts behind this yep. person. Yep. We, they haven't played yet. Yep. But we do need to start thinking about what the campaigns are going to look like. Yep. Where are your expectations right now? Who do you think has the ability to kind of, uh, get to the next level and represent our team in the All-Star game. I really believe in Carrot Top out and right. I think wow. he showed a lot of promise during spring training. Yep. It seems like he's keeping the prop play to a minimum back there, but still entertaining the audience enough. Which is also the spirit of the All-Star game. He's a, a fan favorite. It's like, that's the, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, you want the All-Star. Sure, we want to submit our maybe our best player, Roseanne. Right. However, <laughs> it's also like what player is going to be the best sort of uh, diplomat or liaison to the rest of the baseball community. Yeah, I'd like to comment on something you just said, which... Uh, <laughs> Roseanne is our best player, yeah. <laughs> and baseball currently has made this strange choice where the winner of the All-Star game, that team gets home – that division gets home field advantage so it really matters. in the World Series. So I do want to bring someone who's not just going to be entertaining for the fans, but is also going to throw out somebody who tries to steal a base on us and will take the collision at the plate. Uh, it's – I, I – and picking up what you're putting down. Yes. And I would love to submit Roseanne Barr for the All-Star Game. Okay. I would love that. I mean, like, she's my per- she's one of my personal favorite players. And I know that as a marketing – as the marketing team, we're not supposed to play favorites. Yes. But I adore Roseanne. Yep, yep. And I just think she is the heart and soul of this team. And her last name is also very pun-friendly. It is. So when Raise we- the bar. Ex- Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. I was going to say, give me a pun that we could say. Raise the bar. Raise the bar. That's our hashtag. (laughs) 
Hashtag raise the bar. That's our hashtag when we get to the all-star break. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. Hashtag raise the bar. Okay. For Roseanne. So realistically, uh, we're approaching the end of the season. Playoffs mm-hmm. are right around the corner. Our record is probably... Zero and 151. Okay. Okay, we, there's no chance we're winning a game. But spirits are high. Yeah, as long as you hit the ball to left or center, <laughs> it's just going to roll out there because we have CDs in the field. Not even full CDs, CD singles. Yes. Just like just one, one song. <laughs> there was plenty more space on the disc. Didn't use it. Yeah, there was like 63 other megs <laughs> we could have used. We didn't need it. We didn't just had these it. one songs. <laughs> okay, so we have 11 games to go and our team is failing. Yeah, bad. Not, not looking good. Yeah, Roseanne did not make the all-star team. Typical Mets fashion. Turns out they wanted uh, like good ones. <laughs> a real catcher? Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so we have 11 games to go. No one has come to a game in a long time. President Barack Obama has actually left the team. He's left. He's gone. Yeah, Michelle That's... said, why this? Why are you doing this, There were so many other options. You're a Met now? Yeah. You're throwing to Roseanne? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. So Barack's gone. Bummer, man. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, some other guy named Barack. Just another Barack. Yeah. Barack Mc... McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Barack McDonald's. Yeah. Not as good. We thought the crowd loved the name Barack. Turns out they loved the press. It man. was actually just him and his personality. It wasn't the name Barack. What do we do, Adam? Let's call it the last game of the season. Jeez. We're 0 and 161. What do we do to keep the interest? How do we promise the audience and the crowd next year is going to be different? Because this is the Mets' problem every single <laughs> year. You're like, it's I'm the last joking, game of the season. Also, yeah. and, we're, and our new theme is next year it'll be the time. <laughs> Welcome to being a Mets fan. What do we do, Adam? I have a suggestion. Please. We get some real baseball players back. Oh, actually get real baseball players? This is what worked for the Mets. Yeah. We started trading for youngsters. Yeah. We used the minor league system well. Yes. We had a good player. We had, uh, who was it? R.A. Dickey was a good pitcher. He won the Cy Young. We traded him for Noah Syndergaard, who needed five years, but was going to be the best. What a great move. Yes. I think we're going to need to we trade need bar. To flipping our players. I think we're going to need to train bar. Lower trade, that bar. Lower yeah. that bar. Lower that bar. Yeah. I think we're going to need to get, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple cassettes in left and right. Yeah, we can start center. flipping our CD singles into some real assets. Maybe yeah. some real minor league prospects. Yeah. Uh, I hear the White Sox are looking for a CD. Oh, Chance is going to the White Sox. Chance is for, well, Chance is for sure going to the White Sox. Right. And that hurts a little bit, but at least he's in the AL. At least we get him out of our division sure. or out of sure. our league, whatever. Yeah. Send him home. Yeah, Roseanne, we, you know, as heart and solely as she is, and we really pushed her to make the All-Star game, I, apparently she did not receive a single vote. Nope. Only John Goodman. Yep. <laughs> only John Goodman was the only vote, unfortunately. Not enough to put her over the edge. Right. So we might have to flip Roseanne again for some minor leaguers. Okay. Um, or somebody that can play shortstop. Welcome to the Mets. Welcome to the Mets, man. Asking you have... yourself these questions at the end of the season. Everything looked so Mets bright. Fan. Everything looked so bright at the beginning of the season. Everyone yes. went out to see all these future stars. Yes. A couple CDs in the outfield. Yes. Kanye at second. Yes. End of the season. Who are these guys? Who no. are these guys? No. I'm re- getting ready for football. Jerry Seinfeld really has a great quote, uh, which is that, and he's obviously a Met fan, and uh, as most comedians are, which should, again, tell you all you need to know. Root for the Mets. Let's go Mets. Root for the Mets. Let's go Mets. Uh, Jerry says that if you, uh, P- Met fans are people with personality, and Yankee fans are people looking for one. Oh, so that that's such a, we just lost so many fans. I know. Well, that's a look. That's sign. That's not me. That's Seinfeld. Right. That's Seinfeld. Who, by the way, is in our bullpen next season. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> why don't you tune in now, Mets fans? Uh huh. Okay. If you need more Seinfeld in your life, because every single rerun playing on every single channel at every hour isn't Forever. enough. Yeah. Come back. Come back. City, to City Field, Field 2018. 
all new roster. <laughs> Seinfeld relief pitcher won't play in every game. <laughs> we'll play. We'll p- pitch maybe one out of every three, once every three weeks. Might give the crowd uh, seven minutes of material from the bullpen. <laughs> Not promised. We're still working out the contracts. Not promised. Stick around. Let's go Mets. Two drink minimum. Let's do it. That is the baseball episode. Great. I think we've really made some made some headway here. We really <laughs> veered off track from talking about the sport into what we really want. To talk yeah, about. our theoretical baseball team consisting yeah. of CD singles and Roseanne Barr. Okay, Roseanne. <laughs> We gave you a shot. You failed us. <laughs> On to the next one. Yeah. Good luck, Did Jerry. we win the last game, by the way, or did we finish Goose Egg? What do you think? Oh, and 162. <laughs> nice. Let's <Yep>. go Mets. <laughs> For the No Joke uh, Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. Adam Lustig. That was the baseball episode, and as always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>